the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hi, folks. I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. If you'd like hearing knock-knock jokes or jokes about your grandmother, go somewhere else! Oh! oh my god, this is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the Two Man Power Trip Podcast. This is Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Two Man Power Trip. Good, how you doing, Chad? Hey, Johnny. Cool, man, what's going on? We ready to go or what? Okay. This is a uh, special visitor to hardcore legend, Mick Foley. It was a very rough feud to go through with Rick. It was a very bitter feud, too. He certainly didn't like me at that time. And I didn't like him, and we were both trying to be at the top. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Well, look, Mean Gene, I can't be beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that. And every kid, I, they knew they could kick the shit out of me. At this point, well, I'll be at a signing, and little kids will come up to me and throw up the click sign or talk about, oh, your ladder match with Sean at WrestleMania 10. I go, wait a minute, you weren't even a glimmer in your dad's eye. But yeah, bro, it's really flattering and, and amazing and humbling. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of financial backer of a group of marijuana smugglers who operated in the United States in the 1970s. They called themselves the Cowboy Mafia. Now, Lily, I know you don't own six ranches, a welding supply company, oil and gas holdings, without having a healthy stash of ransom money hidden somewhere safe. got five seconds. Five. Four. Three. Two. You tell me where it is. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, and you are listening to the flagship two-man power trip of wrestling interview podcast. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week I'm joined here by my tag team partner, the one and only JP, John Paz. And John, today on the show, we've got a returning guest, a guy that only after seven months is back on this program after taking five years to get him. He's back in only seven months, and that is the one and only Dustin Rhodes joining us today. The last time you heard Dustin on this program, he was talking about his father, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, as part of the Dusty Rhodes tribute program. We're going to talk about the feature film career of Dustin Rhodes as this Friday the movie Copper Bill comes to Amazon and the theatric Dustin Rhodes takes the center stage, and man, oh man, does he do it in a big way, but John, I'm going to welcome you in here right now. You want to talk about channeling gold dust and some of the little nuances of that character? Well, Dustin Rhodes takes the silver screen, so to speak, in a major way with Copper Bill. Uh, what an intense uh, movie this is, and man, did they find the right guy to play Dustin Rhodes in uh, in this movie. Hell Yeah. Think about this, Amazon Prime Valentine's Day coming out. Rent it, buy it, own it, do whatever you got to do. See Copper Bill. He is making a great, 
great starring role in this film. If you check out the trailer, I guarantee you will be enthralled and interested in the movie. It's just so cool, and, and the, the plot line is great. Uh, I feel like you really love it if you love some thrilling action. You know, it's gripping, it's intense, it's a little dark, it's a little twisted, and I think if you see the trailer, you'll see another side of Dustin Rhodes you may, may have not seen before. Even as a vicious heel as, as Black Rain in TNA or a vicious heel as the crazy Goldust in the WWE and the WWF, I don't think you've quite seen him like this. It's definitely a different dimension, a different side, a darker side of Dustin that we probably haven't seen before. But I love kind of going into being the quote-unquote natural as you remember him from his WCW WCW days and a great WCW theme song, The Natural. Uh, He's as natural as can be. And in his acting career, it seems like he's a natural all over again. Some guys, it comes to him hard. Some guys, it it obviously doesn't. And he's one of the guys for the latter. And he really has become somewhat of a natural and transitioning from wrestling to acting. He's kind of made it pretty easily. And this film with b22 films another great film by brett bentman who did uh, 90 feet from home which was starring Shawn michaels so i'm seeing a good developing theme here i'm seeing pro wrestlers in good big time independent movies great independent movies and that's just really cool to see and it's really cool to see them really knock it out of the park and dustin really really knocks this role out of the park what a year, huh? It's been for Dustin Rhodes, if you really look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, once you hit play on the trailer, I mean, you just become gripped into this story that you don't know what the hell is going to happen, but all you know is that Dustin is leading the first moments of this uh, this footage that you see of this film, and it is gripping. And if you know Dustin as, like you said, that dark heel, he channels everything in his being. And I've got to be honest with you, it's a little uh, it's a little creepy when you see what he's doing, and he's, uh, I'm not going to spoil the trailer. I want you to check it out but it's a little creepy i'm not gonna lie he almost did it a little too naturally <laughs> which is is uh is kind of interesting but what a year he's had you know from the wrestling perspective he's just come right back onto the scene in such a major way as part of AEW, one of the real building blocks of that company uh and, and to then kind of step back over into the film role show the range i mean it just goes to show you that some of these wrestlers are just absolute uh stunning actors And, um, you know, I guess you could say it's in the genes with Dustin. And when we've talked about that many, many times with the American dream, I'm sure you could kind of slot. I would love to see Dusty play the uh, the baby face or whatever the the, the outcome of this movie is. But talk about kind of what Dustin had to say about this movie and going out and doing the films and kind of that comfortability he has uh, switching over to be in front of the uh, the silver screen instead of the uh, the golden screen of the squared circle. Yeah, he's really working hard at it. He's taking acting lessons. He's doing everything he needs to do to become a better actor. And, you know, the acting school and really trying to learn and never stop learning and just really, really honing the craft of acting. And he was saying how in pro wrestling, when you have to memorize scripts and you have to deal with producers and writers and directors, he's used to that from the wrestling world. And he, made that transition to the acting world pretty seamlessly. And he was able to pretty much get that. And and because of, you know, basically all the experience of the professional wrestling world. So when they give him a script and he's script reading, it is just no problem for him. And he just kind of, uh, soaks it in as, as he would for wrestling. Obviously that's much more from his WB days than AEW days because they have a lot more freedom with promos and, and scripts and storytelling and things like that. So really from the WWE days, and you've got to read scripts word for word and you got to memorize it and you got to get ready for that. And he's very good at memorizing his lines. The only thing he wants to work on is becoming a better actor, getting those characters, getting those roles and just perfecting them and really, you know, perfecting the craft. So it's awesome to kind of hear that from him and how he just keep on learning and learning because sometimes, you know, a guy gets up there in age, they think they know everything. They're set in their ways. They're, they're going to be a great actor because they were a great wrestler. Not always the case. And that's not what he believes. He wants to learn and wants to keep learning. And he wants to do really well at this acting world and this acting role, just like he was great in wrestling. It still is great in wrestling because if you really look at it, he's a little bit of a Benjamin button going on here. He's kind of aging in reverse. When you see a 50-year-old man doing Canadian Destroyers with ease and, and kind of showing the flexibility that he's been showing, it's like, wow, 
who knew, and he brings this up, who knew that this guy's been wrestling for five decades? Started in the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, now 2020s. So it's crazy to see the guy's been wrestling for five decades, been around the wrestling business, really wrestling for about 32 years, and started when he was 18. So think about it. Shouldn't he be old and, and, and worn down and beat up and really just just you know battered? Somehow he's not. He's in better shape than ever. He looks awesome. He looks in amazing shape. He's just as athletic as he's ever been. It's just crazy. And when you think about the acting world, he loves that because obviously less bumps, less stunts, so to speak. There's less um, wear and tear on the body. He goes. He does what he's normally kind of used to and perfecting a character, learning the lines, learning the craft, doing what he has to do to execute that character. But coming home without the bumps and the bruises and not having to take those bumps. And it's interesting. You do get a cool story about how they want him to do some stunts in this film. And he's about to do it. They're like, whoa, 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 hold, hold on here. That's not how we do. We do it a little bit differently. It's a little bit safer, a little bit easier. And it's funny hearing it from a wrestler. They're not really used to that. Obviously, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you're not used to that at all. Yeah. No, oh my gosh. I mean, I'll tell you something. What sticks out there is you say that five decades that he's uh, he's been in the wrestling world. It's it's hard to believe it's been 30 years since he debuted on WWF television in 1990. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's insane because uh, I'd say it. Uh, we ain't getting any younger either. As, uh, <laughs> as I think about that. But, you know, you mentioned the AEW uh, experience for him so far. You know, we saw him channel a real comedic side of gold dust um you know in the later half and and obviously you know the stuff he did when he was wrapped up in the howard stern world in the early 2000s but i think aew really has brought out this uh grizzled veteran side but how is it that he re transforms himself again and makes himself relevant and keeps up with these guys you know is it that he's training is it that he's focused on what he's doing is he happier what's your take on uh on where dustin's at with all that I think all the above, but I'm really going to go with something that he said. It's the positivity and it's the energy of the young guys. And it's funny, he threw Tony Khan in there too because you don't think of like your boss is, is, is a young guy, young kid, but he's 13 years younger than Dustin, so he really is a young kid to him. But he's saying just the energy and the positivity, the love, the comfort, uh, everything about AEW is just completely different. He said when he's dealing with the Young Bucks, when he's dealing with Kenny Omega, when he's obviously dealing with Cody, his little brother, when he's dealing with Tony Khan, these guys give him energy and they give him life and they almost make him younger again. So that could be the secret or the key to the success there is that he really, really is helped out by these young guys who are given their passion and he has reignited his passion for the professional wrestling business when, let's be honest, WB has a habit of killing it. When, you know what I mean? It, like when you see Goldust on TV, like, wow, this guy's in awesome shape. Uh, he looks better than ever. He should be wrestling more. He should be doing this. He should be doing that. Uh, maybe he's being a producer backstage, but they could use him on TV. He could be getting this guy over, and they just don't do anything with it. Then he goes to AEW, gets the call from Cody, says, you know, I need you. Him and Cody have a five-star match, match of the year, pretty much unanimously by everyone, him versus Cody at double or nothing. We do go into that match again just because it's so great and kind of getting a different view of it from the last time we talked about it. But love getting into that. So that reignited it. And Cody has the, uh, you know, the view never changes adaptation promo that he used to, to get Dustin into a tag match. And then kind of the ball gets rolling from there where we are today with MJF and the 10 lashes and Dustin's role in that whole thing last week. So it's just so, so cool to see. A guy like that where maybe if AEW wasn't around, he would just maybe retire and maybe he would go into acting, but maybe he wouldn't have the passion or maybe he would just kind of go off into the sunset and just retire peacefully and quietly. But I love it. AEW is there. He comes back. He comes back better than ever. He's in awesome shape. He's doing crazy moves we've never seen before. He said he's going to use it sparingly, but, uh, you know, Canadian destroyers and just utter just insane uh, athletic ability for a uh, quote-unquote older uh, 50-year-old guy that uh, maybe uh, a 32-year veteran, but it's not showing at all. 
He's amazing. He's timeless. He's a guy that I honestly never want to see off my television because he brings back a lot of great memories. And he's one guy that when you see him, you know what? He's a star and you just cannot wait to see what he does next. And obviously we love Dustin on this show. We've always loved Dustin on the show. And whenever he does, we're going to put it over like crazy. So looking forward to the movie. We're looking forward to everything that you're about to hear. So with all that being said, we're going to wrap it up here nice. Why don't you head on over to TMPTEmpire.com. Check out some of the things going on there's always something happening in this crazy ass empire that we've got check out all the shows check out the pages and stay tuned for john and a little tmpt business before we get it on over to the natural dustin rose and now for some tmpt business like us on facebook follow us on twitter at two man power trip and at wrestling pal subscribe to us on youtube also subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. Check out the feed for awesome past episodes, including Bruno San Martino, Sean Mike, Dusty Rhodes, Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk, Goldberg, Ray Mysterio Jr., Arn Anderson, and Glenn Kane Jacobs, and so many more. While you're on the web, visit ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com. Visit our store, visit JJ Dillon's store, Francine's store, and of course, the franchise Shane Douglas store for all you Android users out there. Find us on Google Play and Player FM. For all you iOS users, check us out on TuneIn Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podomatic, and now Stitcher. And of course, check out the Empire. Yes, that is the TMPT Empire now. TMPTEmpire.com for all the latest and greatest on the two-man power trip of wrestling. And now, without any further ado, a two-time WCW United States and also tag team champion, a three-time WWE Intercontinental Champion and a tag team champion, you may know him as The Natural or Gold Dust. he is Dustin Rose. Continental champion, former tag champion, two-time WCW United States and tag champion. You may know him as the natural or Goldust, but today we're talking about him entering in the acting world as the star of Copper Bill. He is, of course, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin, welcome back to the two-man power. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, buddy. Now, you're coming back, but this is completely different. We're talking about Copper Bill, a new movie coming out by B22 Films. Looks awesome, just judging by the trailer that I've seen. And, and tonight I'm going to delve into the movie because just, I'm just enthralled by the trailer. It's awesome, and you look great in it. But tell us more about Copper Bill. Copper Bill is really cool, man. I think, uh, I think you're going to dig it. Um, and it does. It comes out on Amazon Prime this Friday on Valentine's Day. So that's really cool. Um, I play a thief. And we are on this property, on this uh, 80 acres, looking for, or 50 acres or whatever it is, looking for $80 million that is supposed, supposedly hidden somewhere on this property. And we run into some problems and, you know, stuff ensues and, you know, the action gets picked up and it's pretty interesting and pretty cool and very exciting. 
Now, what is your character? I know, obviously, the, it's the veteran. You are Mitchell White, but what, what's the character that you're playing? Mitchell is trying to, like, um, not get back into this area of life of thieving, and he gets lured back in uh, for one big score along with uh, Tom Hallam, who is an outstanding actor, man, and it was uh, fun to work with him. And him and I, our chemistry was pretty good. It was off the charts, actually, and we just played off each other. And, you know, we're the two thieves that, that enter this property and try to find this $80 million dollars. And we have some pretty tense, tense scenes in here. Uh, one of them is in the um, the barn, and it's probably my best scene in the movie. It is it is very very tense and uh, gripping. You're gonna dig it, I believe. Just judging by, I believe I know what scene you're talking about just by the trailer. You just seem uh, absolutely crazy and crazed in it, and kind of a different side of you than I've seen. It just was like wow. He is just kind of, you know, this sadistic heel, this sadistic villain. Is that kind of what you were going for? I mean, it's just, it just looks so cool. I'm like, man, I can't wait to kind of see this. Well, in that scene in particular, it is, yes. Um, there's other scenes in the film where I just, you know, like Tom and I are, are talking. His name is Jessup in the film, and we're just having conversations, and we, we have arguments. And so you see an array of of me uh, speaking and different speaking parts, and uh it you know, it's so much fun. It's a lot easier on the body than pro wrestling, and this is something that I've always had a passion and and dream of doing was was being an actor. And someday, hopefully, one day, uh, sooner than later, that I will end up walking that stage and, and grab me an Oscar. That that's like everybody's dream. That's like. Uh, everybody's dream in the wrestling business is to become world champion, which is also my dream. But, you know, now the later I get into my uh, golden years in the wrestling business, I've been really diving into acting school and doing these independent movies. And Copper Bill is phenomenal. I really do believe you're going to love it. And uh, if you don't, let me hear about it. You know what I mean? I need to know. I need to know what I can do to better myself uh, as an actor because just like wrestling, we all start somewhere. And I got a, a big leg up, I believe, from all the behind the TV and the production and wrestling for 32 years, you know. So I have a leg up in, in that and script reading and things like that. So I'm no stranger to that. And it's it's so much fun, man, to to do this and to read with somebody and bring out this new character or whatever it is, whatever character I'm diving into and put it out there on the screen for people to come and see and go, wow, you know, I want to be compelling. I want to be gripping. I want people to walk in and see that. And it commands attention for whatever I'm doing on the screen, whether it be screaming, somebody crying, laughing, uh, murdering somebody, whatever it is, I want people to remember that scene and remember exactly that damn Dustin can act. I mean, we already knew he could wrestle, but holy shit, he can act. He's got a good future here. And that's what I want because I want to be a good actor. And I really take pride in that and knowing my stuff and lines and figuring out different ways to bring the character alive, which I do a lot of my reading with my wife, you know, on my self tapes and my auditions and and I and I I try different things, you know, with with the character, and it's a guessing game, you know, when you're doing a, an audition, uh, what exactly are they looking for? If you're doing a self tape and you're not in front of them, you can't ask them, you know, is any you know for any advice or anything. It's it's like you just have to think, okay, this is what the character is, and let's take it to the next level and try to put out a good audition and hopefully get a call back. And I've gotten a few callbacks and it's great, you know, and I've, I've been, uh, I flew out to LA and I've read in front of directors and I just ultimately didn't get picked. So I know my time will happen. I will get picked sooner or later. And, uh, before long be on, on your movie screens as well as your TV screens with wrestling. So. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, that's any indication this movie, but what we've seen so far, it's definitely going to be there for you. And you mentioned wrestling. Is it an easier transition 
from wrestling to acting? Like you said, you're used to the script reading, different stuff like that. You surprised it, it's been such an easy transition? Well, I mean, like a, a normal person that's not in an, in the wrestling business, just saying, they just have a nine to five job and they move to LA and they have the dreams and aspirations of becoming an actor, yet they still have to work two or three jobs just to, you know, live in LA while they're trying to get work as a struggling actor. Me, I do think I have the upper hand because I am working already and it is on TV and it is behind the screen. It is with producers and directors and scripts. And so it takes a lot of time to get to a certain level. Nothing, nothing happens overnight. Like for somebody in our industry coming in, it doesn't just happen, man. You just can't magically know how to talk. Very few people just come in and they, they have the gift of gab on, on a microphone. And it takes, it takes time to perfect your character and your craft. And I've had plenty of time to do that and in different characters and evolving different characters and putting out whatever I can as far as my promo work and behind, behind the scenes, you know, for WWE, AEW television. And, you know, I think it has helped a lot. It's given me a leg up. So when I get handed a script, I know how to do this script. I know how to read through a script and memorize lines. And it's also great because our director, Brett Bentman, he let me improvise as long as I stuck to the script, you know, the the basic storyline of the script, you know, he let me improvise and bring out. And and that's, that's where I think a true actor is born is when they can kind of, find the character themselves and put it in their own words and add some words to it, you know, but still telling the same story that the director producers want you to. And I think I did that with Copper Bill. He gave me some freedom for that. Not every director does that. And sometimes you have to stick strictly to the script and uh, you know, but that's fine. I look forward to that. It's not nerve wracking to me. I love it. It's, something I've always wanted to do as well as wrestling. So this is just the next step in my career. Now he has definitely opened up roles for uh, Brett, of course, Brett Benman talking about for some wrestlers to be actors. Shawn Michaels was in his last film, 90 feet from home. You ever find that to be a problem at all? Like, Oh, you know, wrestlers uh, in films, or you think it's completely wide open now because of guys like the rock having huge success and Cena having some success and Batista think that's even now more open for wrestlers or maybe back in the day, it wasn't as great for wrestlers to get into acting. Yeah. Well, back in the day, we had this stigma you know, that everybody stayed away from pro wrestling. And I think those days have changed because of The Rock, because of Dave Bautista, because of uh, John Cena's and the Hulk Hogan's and things like that. They, they are seeing that, that we can actually act because we're on television and we do acting already as it is, but now it's become so mainstream that, all right, well, this guy can act. I want to work with him, you know, and it's, it's whatever the directors and, you know, the producers and, and the big Hollywood magnet companies want to put out, of course, but that dang man, I'm going to keep trekking and keep trying until I get a, a good part. You know what I'm saying? And then there's going to start falling in, in place. They're going to start falling like, like dominoes. And I'm going to love every bit of it, man, and take all that I can right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to take as much as I can and learn as much as I can because it is a learning process. And there's still a lot of things that I don't know about, tons of things that I don't know about at the acting world, you know. Uh, there's still tons of things that I still don't know about wrestling. You know, I learn something every day, and I think that's important to keep your mind always evolving, trying to learn and change and work different angles. I think that's the most important thing for any human being in life, period, you know, with, with any business. And that just happens to me, me right now, wrestling and acting. So I love it. And I'm blessed. Do you think after wrestling or maybe even sooner, you think that you would like to just be a full-time actor? You can't see yourself ever kind of getting away from wrestling. Well, wrestling, you know, it's, it's embedded in me. I mean, I was I was born to do this, and I love it, and it will always be a part of me. But 
once I actually hang up the boots, I can focus full time on acting. I'm focusing on it as much as possible right now and juggling two different careers. And that's okay. I like that. I like staying busy and I like, um, you know, idle hands for me sucks when I'm sitting not doing anything. I can always keep moving and always doing something. So the busier I am, the better my well-being is and my head is. And, you know, when I'm sitting thinking and pondering on things of, damn, I want to be an actor. Well, that's not doing anything. I got to go do it, you know, and it's it's for anybody. They They have to go make something of themselves. It's not just going to jump in their lap. And, yes, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for everything. Your father, Dusty Rhodes, the legendary Dusty Rhodes, always kind of had an affinity for movies and acting. And if you really follow some of the, the titles of some of the matches he created or some of the things he said, you know, it could be from a, from a different movie, could it be from Mad Max, could it be from John Wayne. Do you think that he always kind of had the acting bug too, but kind of never did anything with it? I think he did, you know, and back in the day he had an agent and, you know, he, he got a couple of small parts in, in some films. And um, he was very close with Willie Nelson, so he was in a film with them, Stagecoach. And, you know, he did some commercials and things like that. I don't know um, if he wanted to be an actor, per se, as much as I want to be an actor. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, because wrestling is in our lives. My brothers, too. That's that's what we have. That's that's what we were born to do, and it, it is with us every single day. So we can't just... I, I don't want to just put that, you know, behind me. I love it, and I'm going to do it as long as I still love it, just like Cody is and just like Dad did for so many years. I'm working on five decades now, which is pretty amazing to me even to even think of that because you got to really think of it because I've only been in the business 32 years, but five different decades is mm, crazy. It's kind of impressive, and to still be going at the rate that I'm going right now at 50 uh, you know, I keep pushing myself and it's, it's amazing to see me hang with these 20 year olds and 25 year olds, man. And, and I'm just like, what the hell is going on with my body? I mean, I'm still doing this and sooner or later. It's going to break down just like everybody's bodies do. And, you know, I just want to try to stay as healthy as possible mentally, physically, everything so that I can go on to the next phase of my life, which is acting. Do you think that the natural nickname you face your natural wrestling, is that quite possibly the same thing with acting? You're kind of naturally flowing into it and it comes easier to you? Well, in the acting, uh, I, I would hope so. I mean, I have a lot to learn and I hope you like my parts. And, you know, I watched the movie on, on our big premiere in L.A. and I, I watched me, you know, and I don't like watching any of my stuff because I always pick it apart and I always, I'm a perfectionist and if it's not good enough and, and I was sitting there and I was watching the, the one scene that I really wanted to watch and immediately I said, I could have done better, but it was so gripping and good. It's good to everybody else, but that's just me internally having that fight with myself all, all the time that I want to be the very best. I want to do this. I, want, I, I can be better you know, and, and growing. So that's going to keep me positive about making my stuff come as natural as possible and becoming a natural at film. I don't think it will take too long because I do have a, a kind of a good grasp on it. And I'm not scared to, to be in front of film or to be in front of people reading an audition to getting picked socially. I can socialize, you know, and, I think that has a lot to do with things when you've been around these wrestling families and all these people for so many years and you have all these meet and greets and all these interviews and, and such. Uh, it makes it easier to be around these people and to be on screen when you're throwing a microphone a phone in your face and say, you need to talk, go. And then you, you start talking and you start to, you know, explaining your, your story or whatever it is. Uh, Dad named me the natural. So, he named me a natural for a reason, and I, I really do appreciate that moniker, and I love it, and I take it to heart. So, you know, as, as much as I still have to learn, 
I can't wait. You know what I mean? I just, I can't wait. It's going to be such a fun ride for my wrestling fans to see me transfer over into the acting realm and, and learn my trade there because I think they're with me for the long haul and uh, that's good. So I'm, then I can garner some new audience members, you know, some, some new people that never watched wrestling before because it's kind of different acting and, and wrestling uh, the crowds, they're a little bit different. And I just look forward to whatever, man. Now you mentioned kind of it's easier on the body, maybe not in those bumps and stuff like that. Is that one of the things, too, that's like, man, this is so much easier in that aspect physically where I feel great at the end of a shoot? Well, hey, there, there was a scene in the, in the film you'll see where I had to fall down and uh, – I wanted to do it. I was getting ready to do it. And they're like, no, 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 Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. And they pulled in this, a couple of mattresses, right? And and I'm like, what are you doing? And they, they had two or three guys on both sides of the mattress to make sure they could catch catch me as I fall on the mattress. And I'm used to falling on concrete and shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. I know yep. that, okay, this fall is going to really look stupid on camera. I need to do this myself. You know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't trust a stunt man to do this for me because I know I could do it better. But you know, that's the way they do things, and it was a lot easier on the body, and it looked, it looked fine the way they shot it. So that that's something new for me. So yes, definitely easier on the body. You have no problem doing stunts, obviously. I mean, that's one of the things you might get a little excited about, right? I do not have a problem doing stunts. Um, there, there's some stunts that absolutely terrify me, but far as falling downs and fight scenes and things like that and a couple flips here and there i don't care about that man that's easy i do that in my sleep one thing i wanted to mention because it was one of the best tv segments probably i've seen in a very long time just because it was so recent on aew and obviously you played a role in it too being cody's big brother and that was very emotional the 10 lashes with mjf went over like wildfire usually a lot of fans like a lot of fans don't mean this was you know, really, really um, categorically by pretty much everybody saying it was one of the best segments on TV. It came off as so real and so great. What was your thought process as you kind of saw this happening? Because that was, uh, you know, a, a crazy scene because of the of the lashes on the back and the, the swelling and a little bit of the blood. I mean, what were you? What was your thought process as as, your, as that whole scene was going down? You know, we're discussing it. And we're discussing all the people that are going to be involved and things like that. And you know, it's it's a matter of Cody in that ring, you know, and us doing the little promos like Taz had one, I had one, and getting these people invested in a 10 lashes on television across my brother's back. Um, and they got invested in it. And Cody sold it so well. He acted so good in, in his the way he was taking them. And then, you know, uh, Arn comes out, and then his, you know, his big brother comes out. You know, we're all rallying behind him, and I wanted to take the lashes for him. You know, I think the only thing that could, that might have been a little bit better, is if MJF told me to give him the last five lashes. Mm. But this is this is after, you know, this is after I start thinking of all these different scenarios. But man, it, it was it was the people were invested in it much like they were invested in our double or nothing match of the year moment. Oh yeah. They were invested yep. in it, man. And they were standing, all of them were standing and they're just like, you, you get some audience shots and they're just like, Oh my God, you know, and people are just really upset about it because it's uncomfortable. Uh, whippings are always uncomfortable, but a little uh, side note, uh, like you were saying, it, it did so well on TV and it, it was really cool. It was really cool being out there, looking in my brother's eyes, you know, and us, us bringing the people along for this, you know, for this ride with us. And Cody did a tremendous job. He's doing so good at everything that he touches right now, and he really has come into his own. He's 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 got his own pair of boots, man, and he's he's taken the world by storm. And I'm very proud of him. Glad to be here. Um, it's an honor and it's still fun. It's passionate. I help out the kids. I, I, uh, I have training sessions with the ladies every single Wednesday before everybody gets there. And I teach these kids how to, to, uh, 
tell promos. I, I teach these kids promo classes, you know, and, and I'm right there when they need something uh, and they're having a hard time with a promo. And I'll give them some advice on how to say this and how to say that. And you can see it in them because they want to learn so much. They're so passionate about it. And then they take what I say and they make it their own. And then you can start seeing their character come out a little bit. And they feel much better about it when that, that promo is over. And they, you can see it on their face, man. They're excited that they actually did something that was good. And instead of the first take, you know what I mean, that was maybe not so good. And that is the the best feeling in the world for me, that I can help these kids get to that next level. And that that's what I love doing. You know, a lot of people don't realize that not all, all, a lot of them don't have TV experience. So, I mean, that's a huge thing. And a guy like you slowly but surely teaching them the ways and teaching the ropes why they are winning the war pretty much over NXT over every week. It's still a learning process, right? I mean, they still have to learn how to be on TV and everything else because Cody and Jericho know and, and John Moxley, but not a lot of the other guys. A lot of them do not know. And I think they're handling it pretty good. There are still some things every single week that I see that I go up to them and I tell them, listen, this is who you need to play. Because a lot of times, not all of them, but every once in a while, somebody will turn around and face the audience, you know, and and I'm like, okay, stop. The next time you do that, don't do that. You know, turn around. I need you to find your cameras. This side of the arena over here, the, the million people at home want to see you, not the four, five, six thousand in the arena. I want the people to see you at home. Your camera's here, your camera's here. So that's a transition for them. That they're trying to learn from the indies because they've never had that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and guys like Chris Jericho, myself, Moxley, Cody, are teaching that. And it's very important for them to learn. And we've got three months in now, and, and they're doing they're doing good. And they start, they're starting to be cognizant of where those cameras are and lifting their heads up because they know the camera is right there and the camera is there to make them look good. And the people at home can see them. But if you're looking the other way, it doesn't work like that. They just see your ass. And that's, you know, people want to see you. They want to see if you're in pain. They want to see if you're happy. They want to see if you're mad, you know, so they can become invested in it and, and go along with that ride go along with that ride with you and and be a part of it, you know, when you're sitting at home watching through the TV screen. That's what I look for in a, in a film. Compel me, man. Mm-hmm. Compel me. Uh, make, make me react. You know, that's what I want. I, I want you to make me react. I want you to look at me. Let me feel it. Something that you were always so good at, and obviously transitioning into the, into the movies. You I mean, tell me a story, you know what I mean? Yes. Yep. Storytelling. That's it's that's what we do. Learn how to tell a story. You're gonna be magic. Your your magic dust is going to start appearing every freaking match, man. If you start to learn how to tell me a story. You start to do that and you, you get me invested and then I'm there with you along this ride to the end. And you you garner these fans and we start our ratings start to go up and up and up, you know, and that's what's missing that those little things are missing, you know, and we have a good two hours of television and it's fast paced, but you know, we have such an an array of different things going on on the show that is not boring. And it is two hours, boom, it's over. And you're like, shit, man, I want more. And that's what we got to give them every single week. We got to keep outdoing ourselves. And I love that. And all of our kids are like that. You know, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Tony Khan, Cody, I will go in these meetings with them, man, and we sit down and we talk, and you just see the passion in their eyes. And that's so much different than another place that I used to work. Mm -hmm. It's so fun to go to work. I look forward to going to work every Tuesday and Wednesday like crazy. It's unbelievable. I'm nonstop busy, and it, it is just incredible. It really is. Nobody's screaming at you. Nobody's yelling at you, telling you're a worthless piece of crap. You are wanted and desired, and they make you feel good and respected there. And AEW is the place that I'm going to finish my my tenure out. I love this company. It is is so much fun to be a part of. 
And it's also great that through the Wednesday Night Wars, I think it's 14 wins out of 18 weeks or whatever it's been. I mean, AEW pretty dominant, which is great to see and very refreshing to see. Dynamite, obviously, on TNT. A lot of the fans need that competition. And obviously, this coming out kind of in droves here, they want to see something different, which is great. Hey, I've, I've been around all these guys, you know. I've been mm-hmm. around all these NXT kids. Mm-hmm. You know, those those were my dad's people, and, yes. and I was yep. a big part of WWE for many, many, many years, 24 years, and off and on. And you know, I know what they're capable of. We are, we are, you know, AEW is an alternative to something that they've already seen. You know, we're an alternative. We're something fresh, something new. And we hope you keep coming back every single week and our audience gets bigger and bigger and bigger because we're working our ass off for you. And that's what we want to do. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Now, Dustin, as we kind of head towards the wind down, go towards the finish, just wanted to ask what's kind of been the, the favorite moment so far with AEW. Would you say the five-star match, the match of the year, the PWI, uh, you know, WON, everything kind of matched you, you versus Cody, or are there some other kind of favorite moments you've had so far with AEW? You know, um, as far as a match goes, yeah, that's untouchable for me. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever have another feeling like that in a match with everything that just what it was. It was such a storied investment on both of our parts and in the crowd. And it was perfection, in my opinion. And that's that's pretty hard to top, you know. Um, I'm content with that being the number one thing that I've ever done in my career. I really am. And it was a very special night for me. And I had many special moments over my career. And that one took, it, took them all. It, it did. And being backstage, you know, working with the Young Bucks in tag matches and six-mans has been a lot of fun. We've had some really good matches. Um, just really, I think the most rewarding thing right now for me, besides the working, is the backstage stuff. Me teaching them how to, you know, coach them through their promos. Me having training sessions with with the ladies and, and teaching them every single week and, you know, having a role there, being a coach and a mentor and taking these guys under my wing and talking to them as, as someone who I think they look up to and respect. And, and that's important that I pass on my knowledge to these kids because the ones that came before me did it for me. You know, it's, it's only right to pass down, our knowledge, you know, because these, these kids are the future of our wrestling business. And uh, it's, a, it's a great place to be. It's very comfortable. It's loving. It's a team. And we act like a team. We act like a unit. When somebody falls down, we help them up. And, you know, I have not seen any problems here. Not one problem have I seen in AEW, not that's not to say something's not going to arise in the future, but I mean, you know, you take them aside, you talk to them. I think they all get it. They all get that they're on national television. They need to watch their P's and Q's. It's not like when we grew up in the business and there were so many bad things we we got in in trouble with, you know. And these days, it's changed a lot. The landscape has changed for the better. And they're all working hard. They're, they don't bitch. You know, very few complainers, man. And they're all on a team. And they're all working for one goal, and that is to put out the best television show that we can every single Wednesday and our pay-per-views and, and just make AEW something of a success. Who do you think is kind of a, the next breakout star? Obviously, MJF is kind of making his way through the ranks. Who is that kind of next person? Maybe we don't, we're not even thinking of right now, or they're on TV sparingly, or, or you know, they're working their way. Who do you think maybe one or two could be male, could be female, next breakout star for AEW? You know, you, you talked about MJF. MJF is uh, he's young and he has a lot, a lot to learn, um, but he is very gifted. And he's doing a tremendous job with what he what he has right now. And if he's led the right way, he's going to be a megastar. He will be a megastar. I think Scorpio Sky 
is going to be something to uh, deal with here in the future. Um, Sammy, Sammy Guevara is uh, an amazing athlete, can do some incredible stuff, and he's young. We have such a such a group of young men and women who are just unbelievable. I love our ladies. I love them all. I want them to be very successful. I want them to main event. I want them to go on and to just have these knockout freaking five-star matches. And I want the, the people to come along for that ride. I want to get them there. And, you know, we have some wonderful ladies, man. I mean, I one of my favorites is Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander is, and her character too, like characters are everything, man, but she's supposedly an alien. And that's something that I've never seen in the wrestling business. So I want to know, okay, where does she come from? You know, is she from where? And how does she act on these promos? I want to, I want to do some vignettes with her. You know, Sheeta is an amazing uh, Japanese superstar. Un- unbelievable. And she's got a great look. Britt. Britt Baker is has just turned, you know, heel and is doing a good job. I can get her there better. And, you know, it all takes time, and, and storylines will fall into place sooner or later, and we're, we're getting them there. And uh, that's what I look forward to, that just week, week after week we start to see this growth, and it's impressive how quickly they take it, man. It's like fish to water. They just – they're all a bunch of naturals, man. I mean, and it's it's pretty cool to be around these kids. They make me feel young again, and maybe that's why I can still perform at the level that I can because they will come up to me, you know, like the young boys say, oh, you got this, man, and I'm worried about a certain move or something, like, because I'm old or older. Hmm. And, and they're like, oh, man, you got this. And I go out there and I nail it. It's just them staying positive about it has brought that, you know, brought that out of me. And... It's amazing to be around these kids, man. It really is. I'm just shocked when I see a Canadian destroyer. You do something like super athletic that you didn't do prior when you were younger. It's like, what is this, Benjamin Button? How are you kind of reversing time? Are you ever surprised at yourself, like what you were able to do? Because I was shocked. There, there, there is a few things that uh, have surprised me. Um, I will, I will go on a couple of things, you know, and. and and do them for a while, and then when I see something that is needed out of my my repertoire and uh, my my move set, and you know if it's me getting older, so that's kind of why I threw that in there, you know, and and trying new things. I'm always wanting to try something new that you would think by looking at me, you would go, okay, he's too tall for that. Uh, he's 50. Uh, there's no way he's going to land this. So that's the kind of stuff that I want to go out there and say, I'm going to try this and hopefully nail it. You know, if I practice it a couple of times and maybe it's going to be good, but it's out of nowhere where you've never seen anything out of dust and roads or gold dust like that. And all of a sudden he hits this damn move that cruiserweights hit. It's like, holy shit, this guy can still go. And it's, it's sparingly though, you know, I got to use certain things mm-hmm. sparingly because I don't want them to get overly done. And there's so many of that already on television. I want to make my move set mean something and tell a story with, with things. Like you're in a match with the Young Bucks and, you know, the Lucha Brothers or LAX, you know, those guys. And, and it's just balls to the walls, man, at 100,000 miles an hour. It's hard to keep up. It's hard to watch for me standing on the apron watching in because I'm not tagged in. Just watch the stuff that's going down and where we're at in the match because that's not what I'm used to. I'm used to telling story, long, drawn-out stories to get you invested that way. And the fans just absolutely love it. And then I come in and do something, and they're like, oh, my God, you still got it. Holy shit. And I'm just like, I never lost it, you motherfuckers. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. You just never seen it. <laughs> There's a couple things that absolutely scare me though to death, and that I won't try. Um, and you know, uh, I'm not gonna try them. If I can't do something, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna go out and, and take a chance on injuring myself or, or botching something that just looks terrible. I love with you though. You can kind of go back through the career if it's you know 
94 Springs Stampede against Bunkhouse Buck, it's great. If it's 2019 against Cody, it's great. I mean, you somehow have been able to stand the test of time and just it would be in amazing shape and just pull us awesome stuff. It's really, really awesome for an old school fan like me, you know, maybe a little bit older than maybe the target demo of AEW, but I still watch and enjoy it. But it's awesome to see like, yes, you know, there's Dustin or yes, there's DDP or, you know, Cody's kind of a little bit old school in space. I just love seeing old school mixed in with the new school. Well, I appreciate that, man. And that's, that's one thing with the, the, the new age crowds and how they're, they're getting so used to, all these flips and dives and things like that. I want them to still be up for my matches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yep. when they're not, when they're not, then it's like, okay, well, I need to do something. I need to make a change here. And I recognize those things and, and do them, you know? And I think that's where a star stands out. You know, if you're just doing the same thing and you're just right here, at this level and you never want to step outside of your comfort zone or your box there and try something new, then you're, you're stale and you become stale and the people just kind of, you drift away. And a lot of people come and a lot of people go and you see that that a lot of people are in it for money. A lot of people are very passionate and it's, uh, it's fun because I've seen a lot of people come and go and as well as myself, you know, I've come and go uh, many, many times, and, and but I still come back to it now because I found my passion again with this sport. I love it, you know, because when you're sitting on the sidelines for a couple of years at another company not doing anything, and you know you have so much more to give if they just give you that chance, you're, you lose your passion. You lose your passion, and your hands are up, and you're like, well, what the hell do I do? You've tried every avenue by pitching ideas. Nothing's getting through the cracks. You've thrown so much shit at the wall hoping something will stick, and nobody's grabbing hold to it. And it's like you know all the ideas that I just pitched are really good, but they don't want to do anything because you're not in that little circle or whatever it may be. Then you lose your passion, you know, and then you get a call. You get a call from your brother saying, hey, let's have this match. Let's do it. And your passion's reignited. Your love for the business is all over again, like day one. Never really left you, but it's it, it was just sitting idle, and you find it again, and you have the most perfect night when you really walking into the thing, nervous as hell, not thinking it's going to be as good because you are older and this and that, but your brother's there with you, man. And your dad's there with you, you know, uh, and everybody's there because you've been talking about it for so many years and they wouldn't let it happen for so many years. And here it is. It's built up. Boom. Two small promos. Boom. We have the match. The people were invested and we told a story and it was a perfect story. And, uh, and I am appreciative of the match of the year thing, man. I really am. It, it means something to me. When other things don't mean as much, that really does mean something to me. And I can be happy with that. I can go on about my life now, loving this business, helping the young kids, and, and still out there as an attraction, occasionally doing some things and having some angles here and there, and just sparingly. And I love that about this business and where I'm at in it right now, where Cody's at and families together. And it's, it's pretty kick-ass. And I do love him doing the view never changes, obviously adapted and changed it and turned it a little bit. But at the end of that awesome match, he did do the view never changes promo, just like Dusty did in 94, which was obviously one of the greatest promos of all time. Yeah, right. I, I was there for both of them. You know yes. what I mean? So yes, was, you were uh, the key part. Yep. <laughs> it was it was uh, pretty cool. It's pretty cool, man. Now, where do you see yourself? Let's say five years from now in the acting world. I know you said you want to win an Oscar. You, you know, you want to be doing more roles and heading out to Hollywood and stuff. But where do you see yourself in five years as far as the acting world is concerned? I see me being a force to be reckoned with as an actor. I really do. Um, hard work is going to pay off. 
Amazon Prime Valentine's Day will be coming out. Copper Bill, please just give us one last big sell on Copper Bill, why everyone should go out and see this movie. Look, man, you, you're going to go see a movie. It's an independent film, and it's really cool because I'm in it. And you get to see a new side of me that you've never seen before. And you, then you can tell me, hey, Dustin, I loved your acting. Or Dustin, you're the shits. Here's what you need to do to fix it. I thought I did a hell of a job. I watched it. I wouldn't have changed it too much. And uh, please, rent it, buy it on Amazon Prime, whatever, or don't. But I appreciate you doing so. The whole cast and crew appreciate that very, very, very much. Brett Bentman is a hell of a director, and he has done some amazing things already in his short career. We're going to do more, and hopefully we can get some uh, funding behind the prequel of Copper Bill. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. Nice. And I've I've just seen the trailer. I can't wait to watch this movie. I'm just enthralled by it. should be awesome. And anybody out there, check out the trailer first and then watch the film because you're just going to be that much more interested in it. It'll get you that much more interested. Uh, I, I think can guarantee so. that. Now, Dustin, also please just give us uh, all your social media plugs where everybody can find you. And obviously they can find more about Copper Bill through you, but give us your social media plugs where everybody can find Dustin Rhodes uh, these days. You can find Dustin Rhodes on Twitter at Dustin Rhodes. Um, on Instagram, it's Dustin Rhodes TX. And on Facebook, it's Dustin Rhodes TX. All right, Dustin, thank you so Copper much. Copper Bill, been... February 14th. Yes, Calvary Bill. I need you to go get that damn thing. Buy it, rent it, watch it, have fun. Amazon Prime, damn right. Valentine's Day, make sure you get it. Your husbands kiss your wives on that night as you're watching the movie. It'll make me feel much better about myself. (laughs) All right, Dustin, thank you so much for coming on with us again. Awesome stuff. Hope everybody out there enjoys Calvary Bill. And Dustin, great, uh, great job in AEW, but good luck in the acting world. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.